0: 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2, only on Hulu Friday. Look at us all together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots! 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 That's this door. Friday. Dad! He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Woo! Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord, nice.
1: I'm sorry, drug lord, nice.
0: With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2, rated R, streaming only on Hulu Friday.
1: Spedrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base.
2: Thompson has it, throws to first, it's over! 27 years of waiting have come on in! The Giants have won the pennant! Welcome back, Thompson, to Clark, Brad, and Garrett here. You know, today, because this is a podcast network about Bay Area sports, I don't even want to bring up this game on the air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was very, not pretty. <laughs> it was very terrible for maybe one yeah. of the worst forty nine er games I've ever seen in my life, unfortunately. But so, uh, Roderick and I last night we recorded the post game right after the game was over, and so we missed the news that was coming out of that game, which is uh, Brock Purdy had. Uh, they they worried the UCL in the elbow, which from this podcast we know that that could could be bad news really bad news yeah oh yeah what it sounds like is that uh they are hoping it is a repair versus a reconstruction and so i I did a kind of an emergency bonus episode in the feed on brock purdy's elbow so if people uh, are interested in that make sure you check that out we also have the full video on uh, the the youtube channel It was just me solo me for 10 minutes i don't know if that's good or bad (laughs) <laughs> but uh, but yes, well, that's
3: like, good. I mean, if you if you're bringing better than expected information, it's good.
2: Yeah. Right? You know, the breaking news stuff worked really well when we broke the news of uh, Brandon Belt uh, signing with Toronto. That's like the most highly viewed video on on the YouTube page. So That was kind of interesting. Yeah. You know what I realized, though, as I was doing my UCL research, I've definitely sprained my UCL before. And you know when I did it, I know know exactly when I did it. So 2001, post-9-11, I was playing in a tournament, uh, a semi-pro tournament in Arizona, where we got to play on all the minor league fields. And I clearly remember this because it was like a month after 9-11. So the airports were... Just a mess, as you can imagine. <clears throat> and so we went out to that tournament, and in that tournament, you're playing multiple games in uh, in a row. I think we played something like, gosh, it was like four games in five days or five games in four days or something like that. So by the end of this tournament, my elbow was so sore that I had to come. I was like, guys, there's no way I can play shortstop. I can't even... Think about making that throw across the diamond. My elbow's so messed up. They're like, okay, just play second. Just pl-, you know, play second base. I'm like, okay, playing second base. I go and t- try and turn a double play, and I catch the ball at the bag, and I pivot. And to me, this ball is going towards first base, right? But my arm said no. It's going to be about uh, between first base and catcher. <laughs> I had zero control of where the ball was oh, going. yeah. And so I'm I'm reading up about this injury. And you know grip strength, and you can't really feel you don't you can't feel the ball, and so I'm like, oh, that's what I hurt during that tournament, and it took me, you know, uh, several months to be able to to throw again. So that that you know, obviously, mine's not mine wasn't a, a tear. It was I'm assuming it was a sprain, but right. uh, yeah, the, you know, it's we usually, enough. We, we usually see this as as a baseball injury, and when you hear that, you think Tommy John surgery. But in doing the research, it's like if you if it's a repair, it's probably a six month injury. If they reconstruct the thing, for baseball players it's over a year, or for pitchers, it's over a year, but for someone like Brock Purdy, it was probably more like nine or ten months. But still, you don't, you know, that that's almost missing the the season. So, yeah. uh, hopefully for him that, uh, it is a repair and he could be, be back by the start of training camp, but just yeah. wanted to mention that. Cause I put that up as sort of a breaking news. We don't, we haven't usually done that too much in, in this feed, but I thought it was like, you know, might as well put it up. Uh, Rod and I weren't able to talk about it last night. So I just wanted to update the listeners. I'm just kind of shocked.
3: That doesn't happen more in football, um mainly because you know again you're still throwing overhand um i don't know f- thirty five to forty times a game um and and the warm ups beforehand, but the fact that you've got. You know, a defensive lineman or linebacker coming wanting to rip your head off. (laughs) Yeah. If all he can grab is your throwing (laughs) arm as it's exposed like this, I'm I'm really shocked there's not more of those injuries because, you know, we always talk about it. My brother in law and I, when we're watching games, you know, Stafford's dropping back, Jared Goff, Kurt Warner, all these years that we've been watching. And when a guy comes and gets his defensive player, gets his hand right next to the arm, we're like, oh man, dodged a
2: bullet. But yeah.
3: It's yeah. It's it's one of those kind of. I almost call it a freak injury because you just don't see it that often.
2: Yeah, and plus, you know, Stafford's six five two thirty or whatever. And yeah, like six foot one ninety five. <laughs> exactly. So he's a little he's a bit hit. little
3: bit lower in the yeah. trajectory of everybody's big fat defensive lineman arms.
2: <laughs> I thought the same thing as you though, and I have a hypothesis about why this doesn't happen to quarterbacks as much is because. The quarterback throwing motion is more like a catcher's throwing motion, and True. so there's yeah. not as much reach back uh, as you know someone like uh, uh, Degrom, you know, throwing mm-hmm. 103, where yeah. you know he he's he's reaching back and he's coming down. He's probably throwing a little bit harder than he should, and that's where those injuries come from. But yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Uh, but our I, this is where the 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 network works, right? Right. We we have baseball knowledge to these football injuries and we can give the baseball perspective as well. So that was was good. All right. What are we going to talk about today? Well, uh, just kind of everything. There's like lots of little nuggets of news, no giant news, but little nuggets enough to keep us going for, for the hour, or however long it takes here. Uh, one of the things that made me laugh is someone had tweeted that, Draymond Green starts a podcast, The Warriors Win the Championship. The the Kelsey brothers start a podcast and now they're facing off against each other in the Super Bowl. Hot Take Bri tweeted at Logan Webb and was like, "It's your turn, buddy." <laughs> That's fantastic. Let's go. I like
3: that. Did Logan did Webb, Webb say anything back? Did he I say? I don't know. I'm I'm watching it, it closely. It's in the pike it's it's ready to go. We've got it we've got it uh, you know cuz Cause, cuz cause, cause if he replies
2: yeah i'm i'm going to be out there going like i'll do i'll produce you you just have yeah. to talk in the mic i got you we'll record it we'll put it out we got we got everything here to perfect for, for Logan Logan Webb just to come and say you know, say a few words for uh, uh once a week or something. So
3: you've even got the lid of the yeah, team that he's exactly. gonna be pitching for in about exactly. a month. How do you like that? That's a nice looking lid. Yeah, I like yeah.
2: My, my world baseball club uh, world baseball classic hat, Team USA. There were a few different ones. They had right the, the fitted, they had the stretch fit. Um, I like the snapback a little Me just too. better for podcasts because sometimes with that stretch fit, the bill curves a little bit too much. Uh, yeah. And then with the with the real fitted hat, I'm I'm just I'm always right between a size, and it never fits great. So I, I've just been i and I've never been a snapback guy my entire life, but just these last couple of years, I'm like, you know what, let's just go snapback. I've become a snapback guy over the last few years.
3: This is a fitted hat, and it just happens to fit any hair that i got going on underneath (laughs) here but there are times during the summer i got the short crop so i can snap it down one more and then there's times like this where i've got just the mop yeah and and i have to like really open it up so i can get the the hat on my head so that's yeah yeah,
2: i've pretty much gone like
3: snapbacks now at this age
2: (laughs) all right what else is going on well the giants and kmbr are hosting the fan fest this weekend Mm-hmm. Which is which means that pitchers and catchers are right around the corner. What is that date? Like, do we have a countdown of when pitchers and catchers report? Garrett, I've got it on my calendar. All right, let's go. Let me let me go look here.
3: Uh, we're and it's coming up really soon. I think it's right after the Super Bowl. Um, Giants pitchers and catchers report on the 16th. Wow. Uh, so that is actually, no, I apologize. They report on the 15th. Of February, and then their first full workout is the 16th.
2: Okay. So okay, there you go. Wow, that is soon. So we'll we'll have two more shows without any spring training, and then from here on out until the end of uh, you know, well, whenever their season ends. we hope it goes into November, but we'll, you know, we yeah, that that's a hope. Then 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 we're gonna have baseball every single episode. So that that'll be well, great. And- We'll have spring training
3: and World Baseball Classics. so Baseball we're going to have Classic. full shows. I mean, we're going to have a lot of stuff to kind of digest and 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 sift through and break down, um, because going to like the athletic right now, it's tough. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I've read that article. Yeah, I've read that <laughs> article. So, yeah.
2: ba- bags did a did a long a uh, two part mailbag that I found very interesting. Oh, there I was a-
3: I. Yeah, I, I, I did that I, just come I,
2: out. I sent I sent one of the parts to you, but I didn't send the second one. Oh, crime. But there was I'm, a great, There was a great <laughs> question about Brian Sabian. Why did Brian Sabian leave and you know, how come the Giants couldn't figure out how to keep him? He was a consultant. Why didn't they use him more? And I actually have an answer that's a little bit different from Baggs's answer, but you know, Baggs answered it very eloquently. He's a really fantastic writer. And my answer is, I don't know if you, if folks are keeping up with these big media company CEOs. Uh, Bob Iger, who was the Disney CEO, he finally left. His he's uh, Bob Chapek succeeded him. Then the pandemic happened, and then they brought Bob Iger back. Uh And now Bob Chapek is out, and it's like the worst thing that could have happened to Bob Chapek when he became the CEO was to have Bob Iger still sniffing around in the in the building, <laughs> right? Because he's kind Pretty of like, much. you know, he's he's the one that that was uh, the you know fantastic CEO company really sprouted underneath him, continued yeah. success, and finally he has a successor. But he 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 doesn't re- like he's like just around too much, and he's still too much of that fabric. So, the second that Chapek is not doing a good job, it's just the whispers are like, oh, you know who's in the office though? You know who we could bring back? Let's bring back. You Bob know who Iger. hasn't quite really left yet? <laughs> the article I read too
3: kind of uh, summed it up and said one problem with Bob Iger. Um, that everybody seems to kind of overlook is that he is not good at picking his successor. Yeah. So this totally. time around, they're hoping you know two years that they've got him for that he can really dig in. I'm taking the over that. on that. Yeah,
2: exactly.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two years, two years in quotation marks. Yes.
2: <laughs> By the way, I am I'm reading a great book on Disney. Um, gosh, I think it was written in. I want to say 2010 uh, it is called, gosh, what is it called? I'll, I'll find the, the name of okay. it, but I'd love to read it. So, it's yeah. absolutely fantastic. Uh, just about when um, it's called the, uh, it's called Disney war. It's by the author, James Stewart. And so James Stewart pick the book picks up right as Michael Eisner uh Becomes Disney CEO, and so you know a lot of this stuff is like is in the '80s. Like I'm still in the '80s of, of late '80s. Who framed Roger Rabbit and all that yeah. stuff. So um, yeah, but it's 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 a Disney's a fascinating company. So just you know, oh, yeah, if, if you if you're looking for something uh, about uh, a fun book about a big company like that. Does, I would say yes on the Disney, but I'm still, yeah, I'm only 20% into it. So there's still lots of, yeah, we're,
3: to go. we're Disney nuts. And there's a great, great, like four part, five part documentary on Disney plus that was on there when they launched. And it, it takes you from the beginning of yeah, I need, Walt's I need to journey. Watch that. Oh, it is just, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it again. Cause it was just that good. So, <laughs> yeah.
2: So back to the fan fest, uh I believe I went to the very last fan fest that they had cuz I don't think they've had one in a few years. Um my friend uh Stephanie who is on Twitter as i Steffi, that's her that's her Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. You've seen her before. She yep. uh she and I have been to a couple together. I, I went with a, a couple of other friends back in the day. So I've you know I've been to the fan fest a, a good amount of times and say the last five or six years. And so finally they brought it back. And I it's it's if you are a KMBR nut, I think you would really love the fan fest because all of the KMBR hosts are there. And you know, they they do interviews with the players and stuff. I remember when I went, uh it was uh, there was a thing about Boach, because I think it was his last year when uh, before he left. Mm-hmm. And so they were, you know, it was a whole celebration of Boach and stuff. And I remember going to there was like a Q and a, uh, and fans could, could just ask Boach questions. I think I want to say Brian Murphy, uh, did, did the, uh, the interview with him, but it was the day that I have, I actually met Alex Pavlovich giants beat writer in person. Now I, I interviewed him before, uh, a couple different times. So people know who listen to the show, probably know Carmen Q who does the giants, uh, Post game stuff with uh, Cole Kuyper and I forget the other two two uh, people who who do. She it. was on one of our very fir- she was one of our very first guests. Right, back right, when the first it, of- right in the pandemic. I she's the one who turned me on to uh, the NPR podcast, the Daily One, the, the Daily News oh. One, the ten minute one or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. in the beginning of the pandemic, I I, I wanted to talk to her because we had, you know just launched this show, but Carmen is friends with with alex and alex being the giants beat writer so the one thing that the three of us have in common is we are fans of the mtv show the challenge what is the challenge the challenge originally started they took the alumni from the real world they paired them up against the alumni from the road rules And they had like battle of the network stars type of (laughs) athletic events. And it was like a TV show on MTV. Now it has like evolved into this crazy sport of endurance and how far can we push these people. And these people can, you know, are are puking when, when they run the final and TJ Lavin is the host. So we are all, the three of us are fans of that show. So Carmen was like, hey, you know, it's off season do you want to interview Alex? And I was like, yeah, she's like, well, let's talk about the challenge. And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, but can I ask him like two baseball questions, three baseball questions. <laughs> so we did like two of those shows. I'm talking about 10 years ago. Uh, so then uh, at the last fan fest, I finally got to say what's up to him and tell him like, yeah, I'm the guy that Carmen, you know, you and Carmen did the, the podcast with. And he was like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then that was it. But it was just the shortest thing. Cause he's obviously busy during fan fest, you know, covering it and stuff. So, but fan fest is fun. You know, if you, if you, if you go, you want to walk around the ballpark, you can walk onto the field, you know, you, they, they have like stuff going on, on the field that you can walk around. And uh, as long as the weather is good, it's usually a fun time. So if, uh, if folks go, we want to hear, we want to see your photos, Uh, post them on Twitter, tag us at BSPN shows or shoot us an email. I have a, I have a BSPN email now, GG at BSPN So shoot us an email. If you nice. have a fun fan fest experience, I think hot take Brian might go. I don't know if I'm going to go. I'm I'm thinking about it, but you know, have to trek out to him after uh, I coach the, uh, the twins basketball game. So we'll see. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, but it's fun. It's a good time. All right. Uh some news, actually. Uh one of that, one of the pieces of news is the Giants signed a new catcher. Backup, probably if he makes the squad. Robert Perez, historically great defensively. Uh had one pretty good offensive season. Not really an offensive guy, but he's now in his mid-thirties. He's had a lot of injuries of late. But he was sought after. He was definitely someone who teams were looking to to bring on and the Giants bring him on possibly to back up Joey Bart. What did you think of the signing of Robert Perez? I like it. He goes by Robert Perez. He
3: goes by Roberto Perez. It's like, it's like the director, you know, Robert Rodriguez, who goes sometimes Mm -hmm. goes by Roberto. Yeah. And you know, when, when he's doing like Like some sort of gnarly horror, bloody (laughs) show. It's Roberto Rodriguez, (laughs) but but when it's more kid friendly and happier, like uh, what is it, uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Yeah, that's 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 Robert Perez. So so (laughs) there you go, there you go. (laughs) So so maybe if we can go with Roberto Perez, we Mm. can get more more pop. Yeah, Roberto's bat. He did have so he had one season where he had an OPS plus over 100 and 100 is the average. Um, so, so we're not getting a bat here. Uh, he does put the ball in play. I mean, you know, he's not, he's not a strikeout machine. Um, I'm trying to think in, in, in his one season, let's see 248 at bats, 71. Well, he is kind of a strikeout machine. <laughs> I'll 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 pull that back a little bit. Not a strikeout machine, but he strikes out pretty normal. But he does he does have a little pop. One season, 119 games in 2019. Um only four hundred and forty-nine at bats. He hit twenty-four home runs. Uh, but he still only had an OPS plus of ninety nine that season yeah. because yeah. he only hit nine doubles he's not a doubles <laughs> machine you know it's it's over the fence or uh, dribble a single lifetime two oh seven hitter uh, lifetime ops of six fifty eight but here's what we're looking at two thousand nineteen and two thousand twenty he was a gold glove catcher and that's what excites me because when you're looking at when you look at the active roster right now. When you look at the 40 man roster right now, when you look at both of those rosters, you see one catcher's name. Yep. And that's Joey Bart. So, so this is something that they really needed to do. Get Roberto Perez in here. Uh let him, you know, compete as the backup. I don't think they really have many other options. Ricardo Genovese is in uh I A. I don't think he's ready to come up. Um, and again, he's gonna be the same type of, of player as Perez, but Perez is a uh, is a you know Gold Glove catcher in Major League Baseball, so if you can get somebody that can save a run in a game, that's probably just as good as driving in a run. So I, I'm okay with that. Um, if you just got a you know so-so catcher um, who hit 230 but his glove was not so great, I probably would not have been as happy
2: with this pickup mm-hmm. uh, as I am. So what about? uh Austin wins like I know that I know he's not on the 40 man but he is on a minor league I believe they brought him back in a minor league deal is that right
3: You know I don't know actually where he currently is
2: um, I, th- I think I think they yeah, brought, minor league they brought him back on a minor league deal and then they have uh the great Blake Sable who I don't know if people really consider him uh, as a catcher catcher but he kind of can play a bunch of positions maybe not greatly <laughs> uh, all of yeah. them but he's also on the roster but yeah you're right now we have a second actual catcher catcher um and so we'll see what happens with with him i i would hope that because of his value defensively you know but this is this puts a little bit of pressure on bart right bart has to hit yep. a little bit better than someone who can't hit at all if he wants to play. So I, I think he will. I think Bart, like, like when somebody, we, I think we were talking about this during the season, but they said, you know, in, you know of, to, to your eyeballs, Joey Bart is a terrible hitter, but if you average all of the catchers in baseball, like he's still better than, than half of them. So,
1: yeah,
3: so and he was really coming around as a defensive catcher last year. And, and now you've got Roberto Perez in camp who can help Joey Bart as well. Uh, you know, on the defensive side of things and you've got some owner with the giants. What was his name? Buster Posey who might also <laughs> be able to help out defensively with Joey Barr too. Now that he's part owner with the giants can show up at camp and, uh, you know, kind of throw some things out there. I'm sure Joey Bart and Buster Posey probably still talk to this day, um, just kind of about you, you know, about the, the catching position and, and what's expected and and how to improve and how to how to get better over time. I'm still I know everybody laughs at me. I'm still high on Joey Bart. You you can print that out, stick it on the wall. I'm still high on Joey Bart. I still am expecting at some point a, a 250 season with maybe 30 home runs i'm expecting it to click at some point um maybe i'm just trying to be super optimistic but a a pick that high i don't want to just write off yet um so i i I think again having roberto perez in there to kind of help with the defensive side of things um you know joey bart can then concentrate on on hitting a little bit more and and hopefully this This coming season is a little bit of a breakout for him. A step forward is all he really needs at this point. His OPS last two seasons were in the low 80s, low to mid 80s. Um, Sorry, his OPS plus. Uh, So if he can punch that up closer to the 100, I mean, if if he can walk away next season with an OPS plus of 100, 99, 101, I'd be ecstatic. I'd say that's a huge step forward that he is now an average OPS plus hitter, not just catcher, but hitter in general.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I apologize. I anglicized Roberto Perez's name, something fierce there by calling him Robert. <laughs> I, 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 I just missed the O when I was reading it. I don't, oh, I don't there know. There you go. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I, I mean, he may go by Robert
3: Perez. I don't, you
2: know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, so let's talk about one other small move that just happened. Right. Uh, as we, right before we went to, to record, Joe Ross, the Giants signed Joe Ross to a minor league deal. Former first round draft pick, I think. I think going back about ten or eleven years now for for, for that draft. And uh, so they, I think he's Bay Area guy. So they're bringing him in as well. And you know, this is uh, this is what Farhan does: take some shots at guys who will cost them nothing to see if they will give them, you know, slightly above nothing. We'll see what yeah. happens with him. And, uh, uh, but yeah, so that, that, that was just, uh, right as we were about to go on air, that happened as well.
3: Yeah. All right. Any kind of insurance you can get on the pitching staff, that's huge. I mean, you know, like we've talked about so many times, they need like eight starting pitchers going into the season.
2: That's just the way it is nowadays. Yeah. So. that's a good segue, too, because yeah. we're going to hit that.
0: They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than three million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends nine nineteen. No refund. Subscription auto-renews. But before we do, let's
2: talk about what we are drinking. Now, I have a fun one for you. I was actually really nice. excited to do this because this is the weirdest, wackiest drink that uh, I could find. So, I'll, I'll, I'll lay out the how this happened, how I got these drinks. I did not purchase them. Crystal had a party on Friday where she invited her colleagues over uh, to have game night. And so, you know, I'm watching the, the basketball game and they're, you know, having wine and playing games and having a blast. And all of a sudden, you know, everyone leaves. It was it was a I think they were all gone by like 830. So it was an early kind of party. And so uh, I look at, like, this – there's, like, a couple of drinks left, and there were, like, some hard seltzers. And then I was like, oh, what's that? And I look at this can. It is called Lover Boy Sparkling Hard Tea. Oh. <laughs> so – <laughs> uh, and, and it's called, uh, at the bottom it says, it's kissed with lavender. And lavender oh, yeah. is an actual ingredient. Lavender extract is an actual ingredient. So I was like, wow, who's, who, who makes this? And what I found, did a little bit of research, it's like two UK reality stars or something like that are behind Lover Boy sparkling wow. hard tea. So, you, you mean it's not the '80s band Loverboy? No, it's not. That's, that's, they're not working for the weekend. I mean it. It yeah. I mean, the look at this <laughs> bottle. Looks, looks that is kinda, wow. Or not bottle can. So uh, the the other thing is that there is no sugar content in the entire thing. The ingredient for where you get the sweetness in Loverboy sparkling hard tea is in monk fruit there you go and that's in zevia drinks right monk fruit and, and stevia so i'm guessing that's where the caloric intake comes from because it says zero sugar zero added sugars but still 90 calories now i understand that some people believe that the calorie in calorie out is kind of BS. And it is really about your blood sugar and the insulin hit on these certain things. So maybe calories is, is not a big deal, but if you're going to give me a drink and on the front of it, you say no sugar. And then I look at it, it says 90 calories. I look at a diet Coke and it says no sugar. And I look on the back, it says no calories. Yeah. So what's going on, or maybe five calories. So what's going yeah. on, lover boy? Is the monk fruit really where the, the caloric intake comes from? No, the, the
3: caloric intake is from what the uh, how your body pre- processes processes the alcohol. So that, that's from so the alcohol
2: so, is where the calories come from.
3: Right. So so at 90 calories, how many ounces
2: is that? uh it is 11 and a half
3: okay i'm gonna guess at 90, 90 calories 11 and a half you're looking at 4.8 ounces yeah or 4.8 like, 4, 4. Like, percent of alcohol uh, It's like yeah four two or something yeah so it, now if it was 110 calories you'd look, be looking at like a five percent alcohol drink so the higher you go up in the alcohol and that's the same with beer Beer is the same way, uh, higher alcohol, and you're going to get, uh, you know, more calories and that's just the way your body
2: processes it. So, so so you're saying that I should have actually asked for more calories in my lover boy, long boy iced tea than less calories.
3: Exactly. If you want to crawl to bed,
2: (laughs) you want want more calories in Uh.
3: your love, fancy lover boy drink. (laughs) There you go. All right. What are you drinking? You told me I was going to laugh. You texted me and said, I'm, I've got a drink and I'm going to laugh. You're, you're going to laugh at this. And I did. That was funny. yeah, yeah. That. good. Um, so I went, speaking of, speaking of calories, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I needed a beer today, a rough day, long day at work, lots of snow. High today in our area in Reno was 26 degrees. It was seven degrees on my way to work this morning. Uh, so it's, it's been a chilly day to say the least. Um, so I grabbed myself a Lost Coast, peanut butter chocolate milk stout, and wow, it's yeah, it's but you know it's only five point six percent, so it's not jam packed. And and again with beer, you get the higher alcohol percentage with the higher amount of malts that are used. Um, so it's not really jam packed with malts or anything, but it's sweet. I definitely taste the sweetness. Um, it is a smooth and creamy midnight black stout with hints of roasted peanuts, cocoa, coffee, raisins, and toffee. Easy drinking for both casual fans and aficionados. Um, but, yeah, it's very tasty. It's it's not heavy. I've had some peanut butter stouts mm-hmm. that you're like, you know, like the dog when you give them peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah, it's not <laughs> like, yeah. This one's definitely not like that. It's not chewy, but it's got a nice hint, and I'm a sucker for Anything peanut butter. You give me anything peanut butter and I will eat it.
2: There you go. All right. So now let's talk about the conversation that uh, Farhan had with, uh, Reporters, uh, the, the story comes from uh, Alex Pavlich, the aforementioned Alex Pavlich. We were talking about him. It's not about MTV The Challenge. He is talking about Giants baseball. <laughs> so he asked, uh, I don't know if he asked or if that was just, uh, you know, with some of the other reporters in the, in the conversation, but it, it turned to the rotation, and the Giants have a lot of guys. Uh, Alex Wood, uh, Logan Webb, they sign Ross Stripling. They sign Sean Manea. Uh, they have uh, coming back from, uh, from last year. Who, who's the guy that got hurt? Uh, Desclafani. Desclafani. Okay. So, you know, they have all these guys, and then they have guys like Junis uh, possibly in the bullpen to be like a long guy. They have guys like Sean Jelly who could possibly be in the mix there as well. So they, you know, they talked about him, and and Farhan is quoted as saying, uh, "I think it's really going to be a mix." Mentioning like oh, oh, the, the starting pitching, there may be some situations in which we go to a six man rotation for a period of time. The drawback is that you're down to a seven man pen, but if you have rested starters who are going deep into games, and you have guys in the bullpen that can throw multiple innings that can help mitigate that. I think there will be times we do that, there will be times when we tandem guys and try to use two of our starters to get through an entire game and give the rest of the pen a day off. So that's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. Using if if you if you do have six starters, uh using two in one game and just going like, "All right, uh Logan Webb, you got the ball. You're throwing until you're done and Alex Wood, you're cleaning it up no matter what. Like that's so we're saving the entire bullpen, and we can do that because we have the you know the multiple starting pitchers uh, that that we have uh, on this roster. Uh, I'll, I forget the Cobb. They also have Alex Cobb. Cobb, right, 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 Uh And so, so what do you think about that? Because a lot of the times last year, it definitely felt like the bullpen was so tired and asked to get outs that maybe weren't there for them.
3: Yeah, and I and I think what they did too, uh, which was great, um, is that they couldn't really go out and and they weren't going to overpay for bullpen arms. Yeah, they were kind of in on Kenley Jansen. Uh, where did he end up? Uh, Boston, right? Um anywhere? Yeah, they were kind of in on an uh, uh, another couple of relievers and then they end up getting Taylor Rogers. So they've got the Rogers brothers and they've got Camilo Duvall on the back end.
2: Um oh, so instead not, of just back to our podcast idea, maybe it's the Taylor yeah. the Taylor and Tyler Rogers podcast instead I of like the web. Oh, yeah. We yeah, just call it just call it Rogers Deuce. Yeah, we we may I have like to pitch that. them that.
3: <laughs> there you go. I get them on our network. Let's do this. Let's do it. Um so yeah, so they didn't really you know do a huge revamp of the bullpen and there's a lot of arms that you know a lot of guys at the end of the season that they kind of took a look at um let me just I'm I'm going to punch up the roster real quick cuz I don't I don't want to leave anybody out. Um Yeah, so when you look at it, you know some arms Scott Alexander um you know who else was in there, and Luke Jackson, another reliever for the Giants uh, that they picked up in free agency. Uh, he's coming off of of surgery, so it's going to be another maybe month or two into the season.
2: He's ready. every every day Brebia,
3: every day Brebia. Jacob Junis is now can, now can be like a true long man. Um, speaking of long man, you've got Sammy Long slinging Sammy Long Slinging Sammy. Um, you know Tyler Rogers, Taylor Rogers, Zapucky uh who was really coming or cole waits another guy who was coming around during the uh, end of the season so when you've got alex wood logan webb uh you know stripling minea wood de and then you've got kyle harrison too it's kind of it's almost exciting it's like hey are we taking a step back towards getting starting pitchers to go mm-hmm. like six or seven innings yeah maybe eight innings. I mean, are we going to like lengthen guys out because we have more starting pitching? Yeah. Um, and, and that'd be kind of fun too, to see, Hey, you know, Logan Webb, he's, he's slated to start today. If he can get eight cool, if he can only get five, Hey, uh, you know, Alex Cobb is going to come in and he's going to pitch the last four innings and that's going to save the bullpen and rest them up. Yeah. I think this is a step in the right direction because the bullpen was taxed in 2021, which then kind of bled over into 2022. And, and they threw a lot of innings in both of those seasons combined. So to, so to to add more starting pitching arms and be able to kind of mix it up that way. And I know Farhan in the interview said, you know, this isn't a strategy. Hell, it is. It's a strategy. <laughs> I mean, it's, that, that's what that strategy is.
2: What I wonder yeah. is you know, we saw, I think the Rays were the first team to do the opener thing where you where you start off with the bullpen guy and then you bring in your, your, your starter to be the long man. Yeah. I wonder if this is Farhan going like, oh, here's the zag to that strategy. We're actually going to have a six-man rotation, though it's still going to be a five-man rotation because in one of these games, two starters are going to flesh this whole game out and thus it's still, you know, they're still going to all have the same rest, but that's how we're, that, that's an interesting thing to do, especially if you have guys that that you trust, because it could completely backfire. Like if you don't have a starter, you can trust. Him. You're like, okay, Logan's going six. And then we're closing with De Sclafani, these last three, and then Day can't get out of the one inning, then you it screws up your whole thing because then you got to bring the bullpen back in. So that right. that's a it's a fascinating idea. And I'm I'm interested to see how it plays out. So he does say he says, yes, that's something we've heard a lot from our relievers over the last couple of years is there's just a lot of value, and it's kind of intuitive in games where pretty much the entire pen has the day off. If you have a guy who throws five, then a guy come in behind him and throw the final four. That's huge. That's huge for the entire bullpen. This isn't a strategy or matchup type of thing as much as it is a load management thing and a way to keep everybody healthy. And like you said, it absolutely sounds like a strategy (laughs) and I'm going to give it to, to Farhan. If this is where teams are going and they're like, Oh, look at what the giants are doing. They're saving their pen every three or four starts just by, you know, doubling up on the starters in games. We're going to start doing that. And then it, you know, and then it goes that other way. And then they're like, yeah, who's, who's doing openers. You guys (laughs) who do openers, you guys are stupid. This is the way to go.
3: Well, and and, you know, that's the thing too, because you've got Alex Wood, right? He's a starter, but he's traditionally had issues third time Mm -hmm. through the lineup. So if you can get him in, in the fifth inning in the sixth inning and have him finish out a game where you're, especially if you're up, like, you know, say it's a five, one ball game, right? You're up five to one. Logan Webb has thrown 106 pitches. Couldn't get out of six. Didn't quite have his stuff. Walked a couple of batters, walked three batters, whatever. And then Alex Wood could come in and go twice through the lineup to close this thing out. Then, Hey, that That's a fantastic strategy. It blows up in your face if something bad happens and you get to extra innings and now you've got to start using relievers. Yeah. Uh, th- then you've used two starters and a bunch of relievers. But I think that's going to be, you know, that's going to be the rarity, of course, uh, when something like that happens. But it, I mean, in theory, it's a fantastic strategy, even though Farhan says it's not a strategy, which is bull crap because it, it is a strategy yeah. to to have a six man rotation but to use it uniquely instead of
2: every six days
3: you know every every day for six days in a row somebody different starts a ball game
2: and then there is the elephant in the room who's chomping at the bit to to make the big league team you mentioned him Kyle Harrison i imagine like that's the dream right is harrison mm-hmm. Is able to to be a big leaguer sometime this year, and then you just you you it's just your ideas on steroids now because you have this young guy who's who, who's missing bats and uh, and you add him to the mix. So Cal Harrison is kind of the he, he's kind of the prospect dandy right now. Now he's not in you know your top ten uh, of most of these things we've seen a couple we saw the one that we talked about last week i think he was what he was like in the back end of the teens yeah keith keith law he put his prospect list out and it has a lot of the guys that that you're aware of uh gunner henderson is number two corbin carroll from the uh, diamondbacks is number one uh, you know what's funny is I know a lot of these guys just because of uh, the show, the MLB, the show. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, because you know you have your little your your cards of these guys. Uh, Jackson Churio, who's nineteen, uh, is number three. He's a Brewers player. So uh, all, all the way down, and uh, you get you know Diego Cartaya is number six. We've heard of him. Uh, when well, you get down to number twelve, right after. Marcelo Mayer from the Boston Red Sox. And right before, Andrew Painter from the Philadelphia Phillies. And you have Kyle Harrison at number 12. He was ranked last year on Law's list at 82. So he made a 70-player jump on this list. uh, And he is the first Giants player, of course. Now, uh, if you're wondering about Luciano, Luciano is in the top. uh, Let's see. He sits... 21. So he's in the top 21 last year. He was 15. So he's dropped a little bit. And that's because of the injuries that we were talking about last week. But yeah, Kyle Harrison is a little bit of a dandy. And I think the last couple of years, like giants fans and people who follow this stuff, you know, like our friend Roger Munter and a lot of the really good prospect uh, folks on Twitter, we knew Kyle, but I think now a lot of the national folks are, are finding out about Kyle what do you think about his rise on on these lists? I think it's awesome, and I, and I've seen a lot of lists
3: too where he's number one, <clears throat> the number one left handed pitching prospect in all of the minors. Um, led led all of the miners last year in in K's per nine. Um, you know, I I think it's well deserved. It's uh, I think there was a fantastic article. I'm trying to remember. I want to say it was in the Athletic, uh, probably about a year ago, where they talked about the Giants' draft strategy during the pandemic, and it was kind of all in on Kyle Harrison. He was a local guy. Yeah, uh, he was easy for the Giants to scout, uh, and, and they kind of they looked at that and they said, you know what, we got to go all in on Kyle Harrison, and they got him. Um, and so when you've got a left-handed prospect. You know how you know how you, you, you want to combo those righty to lefty because when you go into a series against uh, you know a, a one sided heavy lineup, if you could you know punch them with a righty and then a lefty and then maybe back with a righty, just go back and forth, back and forth. Um, that's kind of the way you want to do it. Uh, I again, we're old school. I'd love to see him come up. I'd love to see him come out of the gate. In 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 <laughs> April, now, who, who loses their artist? job
2: if that happens? Who, who I don't who know. Yeah, somebody.
3: But we're talking. This is the 1980s strategy, yeah, right? Yeah, hey, Kyle yeah. Harrison's really good. Good, punch him in. You know, Roger Craig, punch him in the lineup. Let's go. Um, but yeah, it's not going to happen. So it's probably going to be closer to like June. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm I'm really. It's been a long time since we've had a prospect take this big of a jump in all of the rankings where even the Giants brass, everybody in the Giants brass is saying that this is, uh, he's going to make a splash in spring training. You wait and see. I mean, remember what Logan Webb did a couple of years ago in spring training, where we're like, Oh my gosh, he had something like 22 strikeouts and one walk or something like that. And we were sitting there going, Oh, this is fantastic. So if the Giants can get a homegrown lefty righty one, two punch, Starting in June of this year, that's exciting for Giants and 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 Giants fans.
2: Yeah, he's going to be a fun one to follow. If I know us, uh, we're going to be looking at box scores every time he pitches. Oh yeah, oh, that's yes. where Rogers uh, Rogers website comes into play. His Substack right. it becomes very valuable as you follow. I'm almost more interested in Luciano at this point, just because of his issues yeah. last year and I, I just want to see him bounce back. And, and so, you know, Casey's Casey Schmidt is also very high up on this list. And, you know, the talk is that, and this is also in Baggerly's uh, mailbag David VR, who still has options. It sounds like the giants really want him to go out and win that third base competition. But then you have Casey Schmidt who's like kind of riding the coattails there and is, what they say is he's the best defensive uh, third baseman, uh, maybe even defensive infielder as far as, you know, the talent in their prospects. So he's kind of coming up. Where does, you know, if you were, if you're high on VR and you got this prospect chomping, I wonder if it's to maybe see if he's got any trade value or maybe he just hits and hits and hits and you just find a spot for him because he can hit. I think that's your optimistic view there with him.
3: Yeah, I think so, and 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 you've got JD Davis who could play third, so you've got him as kind of a, a an option over there as well. Um, and you've also got Wilmer Flores, but we're not going to go there. We're not gonna Wilmer go there for Wilmer. I think Wilmer's Wilmer, going to
2: see a lot of... Wilmer's going to be on this team until he's like fifty years old. I just, feel. I'm like, fine with that. I he's going to be able to I'm... hit. He'll still be able to hit he'll you know, come in against the left-handed pitcher and he'll just rake a line drive. He won't be able to run or, or defend at that point, but he just feels yeah. like a guy who's going to be here forever. It takes a, it takes like a
3: certain type of player um, with a certain panache for the clutch hits for me to be like, you know, okay, that's a giant forever i'm always (laughs) going to remember that player and and uh wilmer is just one of those guys and then the walk-up song the friends walk-up song (laughs) yeah you you can't go wrong all
2: right three quick things before we get out of here uh the giants promotional schedule came out alex pavlovich pavlovich tweeted about it today on the schedule for the promos logan webb and jock peterson bobbleheads crook and kype tiki mugs
3: I'm I'm in on that man. I'm gonna I'm not gonna be able to make it to the ballpark, but I'm gonna have to get that. From
2: yeah. How do we get? It. We got to get those. We got to find people who are going and who will get them for us. Yeah. Uh, exactly. A Lucille Splash hits counter bobblehead. Ooh. They will. This is a fun one. They will celebrate the 1993 team on August 12th. So that is, you know, if you nice. grew up when we grew up, that's like one of the favorite teams of all time there for us. Yeah. And then there's a Star Wars Funko Pop day. And then Pavlovich adds, whatever that means. Come on, you know nah, what a Star Wars go. Funko look at Pop the, is.
3: Look at the, here's yeah, a Star Wars Funko Pop go. for you The Mandalorian, the child, and Mando without a helmet, too. He's got no helmet. Yeah, on.
2: yeah, you can cool. see his face. Yeah, I have, my, I have my Ray, my Ray one in, in the oh, closet. Yeah. I somewhere.
3: only have. I only own two Funko Pops. I've got that one, and then I've got the great Eddie Van Halen.
2: There you go. You
3: know, you got to have an Eddie Van Halen
2: Funko. The pop. two that I have are uh, Marcus Burnett and Mike Lowry from Bad Boys, Martin Lawrence and Ooh, Will Smith. Yes, yes. That's those, awesome. I, and I, I got like the Ray that. one. Um, all that's right. awesome. <laughs> uh, you know, we talked about this last week. We're going to be following the WBC very closely. You can see by my hat, Team USA. I still need to find some hats of, of the other countries, though, to have struck out on. So hard to find, man. And, and the ones that I can find, I'm not even sure if they're real, and I'm not sure if they're the current hats. You know, they could be like the, the one from like, you know, five years ago. And I'm like, you know, I would just kind of cool they, too, though.
3: Yeah, I don't think they change
2: them, honestly. I think the hats –
3: pretty much remain the same. The Mexico okay. hat with the the cool looking M with the three different colors. Yeah. Um though that I think that's still the same. The Puerto Rico hat is still the same. I think they're all still the same. I don't think they changed the hats.
2: Yeah, I'm looking for a Mexico hat, a Japan hat, though. I don't know if you and you and your wife do this, but uh we're doing frugal february coming up so mm, the fun budget every month
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so the fun, the fun budget goes away for february so i gotta figure right, this out I, i'll be able to purchase them in march if i can't if i can't there find them go. in very soon okay so my wcb my wbc update uh so there's a great column in the athletic because i think it's a monthly column and it's like the world of baseball i forget the writer's name i i didn't write it down unfortunately but uh, he wrote this last week. He said uh, he wrote, Japan will sport a stacked roster that also includes uh, uh, Masataka Yoshida, the 29-year-old outfielder who signed with the Red Sox, and Munetaka Murakami, the 22-year-old Tokyo Yakut Swallows slugger who broke Sadahara O's single-season home run record last year with 56 So they're going to have some bashers on on Team Japan here. Murakami's new three-year deal with the Swallows will allow him to move to the major leagues in 2025. So he's going to come to the bigs when he's 25 years old, which is not how it happens for a lot of the the Japanese players. They kind of come, you know, at the tail end of their 20s or in their early 30s. And he's already stated his preference for a landing spot. Ideally... I'd like to play for a West Coast team, Murakami said earlier this month. But then he hurt my feelings when he said, "But I'm also interested in the New York Yankees." No, oh. get out of here. <laughs> Damn okay, you Hideki Matsui. I think okay, okay, but he he, he, he he ruined it for. Yeah, us. That, that that's 100% <laughs> right. But here's my real worry. Does wherever Otani goes is that a little bit of like 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 what Matsui was for the Yankees, like you just said. If Otani signs with the Dodgers, now all of a sudden do these really great Japanese players want to come to LA? I'm like, no, like mm. we can't have the pipeline, the best Japanese players yeah. be pipelined to the Dodgers. Well, this
3: and we're be. also battling with Seattle every time yeah. a Japanese player decides to put his hat in the ring, then then all of a sudden we're like, oh no. Seattle Ichiro has such a, a you know yeah, a iconic. big following there and and yeah so you're battling with you know the Yankees the Mariners and don't add the dirty Dodgers into it <laughs> come
2: on <laughs> uh, I I also wondered um there was a there a, was a Murakami Masanori Murakami who played for the Giants in 64 Right. I wonder if there's any relation. I, 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 Murakami is probably like a, a, a casual I think it's a very common yeah, class it, name. Because yeah. wasn't that name. the
3: first Japanese-born player to play in the majors, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Damn. He was a reliever debuting at age 20 in 1964.
3: See? And see? We've got that. Yeah. We've got that. Come come to us. We have tradition. Don't
2: Absolutely. Dodgers. Dodgers have no tradition. Absolutely, you know we could we could uh, we could probably get an answer to that. I'll be interested to see if there's any lineage. Maybe there is. And and yeah. Okay, so last thing, and you know, I think most people, if they're uh, not listening to the full thing, maybe they've already turned the podcast off. So I can add this. This is just (laughs) selfish stuff for you and I. Today, MLB the Show announced a new cover athlete, Jazz Chisholm who we're all a fan of. I I like the way that he plays. He's really a fun baseball player. And you and I were talking about, I was like, you know, I think it's going to be Julio Rodriguez. Like, he's like the most fun young guy who you could market the game around. I'm sure he's in the running for for a future game. But what would you think about Jazz? He wasn't one I expected just because, you know, he's not one of the 10 best players in, in baseball. Right. Yeah, I mean, he was an
3: all-star last year. He's only been in the league for three years. And and only one season has he played more than 60 games, and that was in 2021. Um, but so he toured. There's a really cool video. Uh, I think it was last year where he toured San Diego Studios, and it's like a nice little five- to ten-minute video. And they actually sit, sit him down and interview him. Uh, He's one of the first players to get, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like, it's called the player card. Oh yeah. So yeah. So when you're playing online, if you're playing somebody who has a player card, it is actually that player. Wow. And jazz chisholm was the first one to get that. So he, so when you're playing against somebody and they have a jazz chisholm card, that's him. That's actually who you're playing against. Um, and the interview was really cool. And he was so geeked to yeah. be there. You could tell he had played this game for a very long time like us. And he was like, this is the, like, I mean, he was, he was like starstruck being at the San Diego studios. That's awesome. uh, so I think it's, it's very well-deserving. And, and, and I commented on a, uh, something Jarrett Seidler said today, you know, it, yeah, he's he's not the guy who, like, led in war or yeah. anything else, but but he's flashy and he's a fun guy. And then I commented on the tweet, and I said, when you think of the words, the show, Jazz Chisholm is the show. I the mean, that's has the he, best name in baseball, too. He's got the best name. I love jazz myself, mm-hmm. the, the, the music genre. So as soon as I saw his name years ago, I was like, well, that's cool i mean the guy's got a, a first name is jazz he's from the bahamas yeah um and and he's flashy and he's fun and he has a good time um so yeah that that's who you want on the cover you don't want you know sorry mike trout i mean i love mike trout <laughs> but but i mean it is mike trout yeah it's just He's just there. But that's he plays, he, that's Team USA captain great. Mike Trout
2: there for you. I'm
3: so, I'm sorry, <laughs> Mike Trout, but I mean, he, and he and he's an exciting and fun player, but he's not Jazz Jizm, you know, yeah, who's yeah. like you know way out there and 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 just fun to watch. So
2: yeah, I think he's gonna have a lot of fun with this. Uh, though, yeah. uh, buddy of the show, Jeremy Finestone said. What happens if he's traded mid-season? Because he was in trade rumors <laughs> last year, right? So you're gonna have the yeah, the, yeah. the first. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, I imagine he's not the first show cover athlete to get traded no. during the season, but no during the season on which he's on the cover so yeah exactly uh okay uh we're done here for this week i think i hit everything on my list man it was a long rundown too cuz there was nothing really juicy but there's a lot of like little things and so yeah it was it, a gumbo it was it was uh, a it was absolutely. a thompson
3: to clark gumbo is what it was
2: absolutely yeah. you got a little bit of everything on this show so next week uh, we will be in february which means closer to spring training and i'm still Crystal and I are going to figure out if I can make that WBC game Team USA versus Great Britain in uh, nice. sec, uh, what second week of, of March, see if I can get... Yeah jj and get my dad and we'll go out to to phoenix to watch that game i'm, I'm trying to figure that out this week because you know can't do it in february because it's frugal february so i gotta do it now yeah or it's not happening <laughs> i got two days yeah. to figure yeah. this out
3: yeah, no today's almost over you got one day man yeah
2: yeah, yeah. It. So, uh, I, I need to figure that out now uh, okay so we'll be back next week uh for brad i am double g we'll see you when we see you peace
1: out peace when you drive the most dependable mass market brand, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the number one most dependable mass market brand three years in a row by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires.
0: Call 800 four kia for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among mass market brands in the J.D. Power 2021-2023 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Studies. 2023 study based on 2020 models. See JDPower.com slash awards for 2023 details.